This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Spring training opens with a thud today for the San Diego Padres. Welcome into uh, Gwen and Chris, hour number, I guess, uh, one and a half. Uh, we're rolling towards six o'clock. This evening, following Padre baseball, and it was uh, fourteen to one. Yeah, uh, Dodgers over the Padres today. Uh, Joe Musgrove faced four hitters, allowed a walk, a hit, a hit batter, and a double. That was it for Joe. All four runs came in. Four more came in in the first inning. Yeah, it was eight nothing before the Padres ever came to bat. Jay Cronenworth homered for the Padres' lone run. Yuki Matsui debuted by striking out the side, getting uh, big leaguers Teoscar Hernandez, James Outman, and Chris Taylor. And uh, the Dodgers then went on and added six more runs against uh, minor league pitching mostly. And uh, they finish up with the 14-1 victory in the spring opener today. Same two teams tomorrow. Uh, we're picking up uh, where that game left off. And uh, Tony Gwynn Jr. heading back to uh, Hopefully join us in a little while. I know Sam Levitt is going to join us as well from Peoria. But Adam Klug sitting in today for Matt Scraby. And uh, Scraby's off, got a couple of days off. And Adam, during the break, said, nah, we got to do Chris versus the fans. I want to play Master of Ceremonies. Look, the big thing here, Chris, is when, when Scraby's out, when I'm in, I don't want the show to miss a beat, right? Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. And by the way, you're such a good sport. Because my line yesterday about your tablecloth uh, shirt, which is really was a nice shirt. I was just giving you a hard time. And then Scraby went ahead and tweeted it out. And people jumped on with some really funny comments, I must say, about your shirt. But I hope that you'll take that in stride and uh, keep that shirt as part of your regular rotation. It's all good. I mean, you should read some of the comments. <laughs> some of the comments are pretty you funny. Some of them. Some of the yes. Yeah, some of these people are pretty funny out there. I got to say, very inventive. So uh, with that, anyway, Adam wants to play a little Chris versus the fans. So uh, dial in if you'd like to. Uh, if you'd like to play today, would be a great day to get in. Like if you're a first time, you always wanted to play and you could never get get through because the lines are always jammed. Well, guess what? They're not really jammed right now. So eight three three two eight eight. 
888-900-0973. Give an opportunity to play. And uh, if you win it, you're qualified for our grand prize, a two-night stay at the Westgate Las Vegas, also two tickets to see Air Supply. They have a legacy spanning decades. Air Supply continues to captivate hearts now in their 45th anniversary year. The duo continues to play more than 130 shows a year worldwide. Uh, you can join us in celebrating their music and their enduring legacy. May 31st, June 1st, 2024, they'll be at the Westgate International Theater. Get tickets now at Ticketmaster.com. Westgate Las Vegas Resort and Casino features newly designed premier rooms, part of their $70 million room renovations. It's all home of legendary Vegas fun. And uh, we're going to have some fun right now with Chris versus the fans. If you had one shot, one opportunity to take down the human almanac himself. Howdy do. Now is your time. Listen to me, this guy is dangerous. Now is your opportunity to win a prize. Well, I hope you know what you're in for. Chris versus the fans starts now on 97.3 The Fan. All right. Adam, do you have the rules there in front of you? Because I, I don't have them. Scravy doesn't share I know that. No, you don't have them in front of you, but you know the rules. I pretty much you know need the to rules. Read off of a sheet. I don't. I don't. But Scraby doesn't. Yeah, I don't have you know clear uh, security clearance to have a sheet of the rules. But, All right. So I'll do my but, best Scraby impression. We'll yeah. give you three questions. Right. If you're a first time player, very good. First question you get to go. You get for free. You get to pass. First right. question is the easiest. It gets progressively more difficult as we go along. Right. If you get the question right, you move on to the next round. If you get it wrong, you then Chris gets a chance to answer. If Chris gets it right. You lose, and the next caller comes on. If Chris gets it wrong, you get to go on to the next question. Yeah, pretty well done. That's pretty much how it works. So go ahead, Master of Ceremonies, take over and bring us uh, our first contestant of the day. Who do we have there? Oh, you you want me to? You don't see well, I the... Bro- I brought him on. Oh, that's Andrew. Andrew, how are you? Oh, hello. Hello, Andrew. How do you do? You're first up. How do you do to you? All right, Adam's going to ask you the uh, first question, so go for it. And again, if you don't like the questions, uh, complain to Scraby when he comes back because these are still <laughs> Scraby's questions. Which Grand Slam tennis tournament is played on a clay court? Clay court. French Open. French Open. Andrew's all over that one. That's a bell for sure. Yeah, very good, Andrew. It's coming up. Uh, in a couple of months, there in Roland Garros. You love the you love the tennis. I really like the Grand Slam tennis tournaments. I follow them closely. You're absolutely right about that. All right, question two. Current Yankees pitcher Garrett Cole was the number one overall draft pick in 2011. Which team drafted him? Who drafted old Garrett Cole? Good one. Houston Astros. He goes with the Astros. I'm not sure. No. That's not right. Pirates? You you say that as if you're asking and not telling. Pirates. Me. Yeah. Sorry about that, Andrew. I thought it might have been the Astros, too. But I guess he started he with the Pirates. not only was drafted by the Pirates, he made it to the bigs with the Pirates. And okay, so them. he started with the Pirates and then went to the Astros. The Astros traded for it. was a big trade. I have, him back, I have him backwards there. See, I had him starting with the Astros and going to the Pirates. and then Because the, the Yankees ended up with the whole Pirate rotation there for a while last year. They had Garrett Cole. They had uh, Talion 
for Jameson Tyone. Jameson Tyone. He pitched for the Cubs too, right? I know. I've never been able to pronounce his name right. But uh, the Pirate, look, the Pirates, if they could ever hang on to everybody, they'd have Garrett Cole, Joe Musgrove, right? They'd have a ton of Do, guys. Tyone overcame cancer, I believe. Did he? I Did believe. not know. Don't hold me that to that. I won't. I promise. Trevor joins us. Trevor, next up on Gwyn- uh, Chris vs. the Fans. Hi, uh, Trevor. Welcome. Hey, guys. Let's do it. All right, let's play ball, says Trevor. He's ready. Adam Kluge, Master Ceremonies today. What's the maximum number of points you can get on one play in basketball? One play in basketball. Going to go with four points? He's going to go with four points. All right, this this is where we make fun of Scraby, right? So yeah, I'm giving I think him that's the fair right. enough. Scraby has four in there, right? A three-pointer plus a plus free the throw. foul. But that's two plays. The three-pointer is a play. <laughs> the free throw is a separate play. Yes. Well, we also. I'm going to give it, Trevor. You got this because we're I, giving because we're him. all trying to figure yeah, out they, where Scraby's coming up. from. But here's here's the crazy thing. There is a thing, such a thing. Believe this or not, Adam, as a five-point play in basketball. And the reason I know this is because I was involved in a call, a referee game, in high school a couple of years ago. And what happens is if you shoot a three-pointer and you make it, and as you're shooting the three, there's a foul away from the ball on the defense, right? Then the offense, whoever got fouled, if they're in the penalty, they go to the line and they shoot two free throws. So you conceivably can have a five-point play, and this ended well, conceivably, up conceivably you could hit a three-pointer, miss the free throw, get your rebound, hit oh, another three-pointer. Yeah, I see, mean, you're right. I know what you're getting at. But the point is, is there is possible to get five on one shot if the foul happens at the exact time. But uh, Trevor, very well done. The mind of Scraby at work again. We digress. Yes, we digressed. All right, on to question two. What was the name of the Milwaukee Bucks coach who was fired abruptly last month? Hmm. Uh, God. Yeah. Uh, not even a clue. Not even a clue. Couldn't, couldn't even give you a guess. Yeah. He wasn't long enough to get famous, really. I think it was Adrian Griffin. But I'm not. Oh, it is. Okay. I wasn't sure. Could have been Griffith. You know, I could have got that wrong. So it's Griffin. All right, sorry about that, Trevor. He didn't. He didn't. He was really made a scapegoat. My goodness, Bucks. What were they it's like? Okay, everything. Twenty-five games over five hundred. Everything's gotten cleaned up under Doc Rivers. Though, yes. Right? What are they? Two and six under Doc Rivers. Got to, coach, got to coach the All Star. And he was the All Star coach. Yeah, things have been a little weird in Milwaukee lately. All right. All right next up, we've got Brandon. Oh, Brandon. He's a solid Brandon player. Brandon Look out for Brandon. Look out. What up, guys? Hi, Brandon. Welcome. Here we go, Brandon. Here we go. In which sport would you see a scrum? Scrum. I'm going to say rugby. Rugby scrum, he says. Very good. You got it. That's correct. All right, good. On to number two. Number two. Question two. Adam, I don't know that you want to be on camera, but you're not. 
I, I cannot get this thing. Just to your shoulder is on I'm, camera I'm right well now. I'm well aware I've been messing with it the entire time. <laughs> if you're, if you're interested in being on camera on the YouTube, I'm really thing, not. You're, I'm okay, well, then I'm just telling you that your shoulder looks pretty good. All right, let's give him a fresh one here. There we go. All right, Brandon, number two. Name the two active pitchers who have multiple Cy Youngs and multiple World Series titles. This oh feels like God. a third-round question, not a second-round question. That's a great question. What is it now? Multiple? Multiple Cy Youngs, multiple World Series titles for which two active pitchers? I know Berlander's one of them. Uh, that is, that, I'm going to give it to him. That's correct for one of them. Correct, he says. Uh, the, 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 the other answer is a multiple-time teammate of his. Uh, no, no clues. It's we a tough do, question. We don't do clues on this uh, just on this show. I'm a man Max of the people. Scherzer? Max Scherzer. I think that's right. That would be my guess. That would be correct. Very good, Brandon. Very good. Brandon doesn't need uh, need clues. He's a good uh, good player. All right. But he got that one. Yes, Scherzer and Verlander, both multiple Cy Young, multiple World Series winners. Not bad. Boy, these third round questions are really. T- but there's really only one. Difficult. There's only one of the two has multiple colored eyes, and that's. Scherzer. Let's go. Round three. I'm trying to figure out which one I want to give to it. Which one, Chris, has the biggest chance of getting wrong? Oh, I'll get it. I'll get it wrong. Scraby, Scraby's diabolical with question threes. All right, this is the question I think Chris has the most chance of getting wrong. Okay. What U.S. city was the first to host the Olympics? Brandon gets, Brandon gets first crap. He said Los Angeles. Is that what he said, Los Angeles? He did. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Adam. St. Louis is the answer. Oh. 1904, I think it was. Yeah. Got the, the city and yeah. the year. Wow. Sorry about that, Brandon. My apologies, uh, Scraby and Tony would make fun of me right now and say that I was there for the opening <laughs> ceremonies. That's yeah, why I knew that. Yes. Time. Right. I, I recall they were beautiful opening ceremonies that year. All right, we're running up against it. So let's, let's go to the tiebreaker, and Sammy Lev should be ready to join us next segment. How's that Okay, sound? sounds good. Well, uh, let me get you a... Uh, let let's, me get I've got you, the question. You got an odd player? I, I, well, I don't know what about kind of an odd, odd player. We're going to bring have? Caesar on. Caesar's here for this tiebreaker. All right. Caesar? How do you do, guys? Hi, Caesar. Good to talk to you. What's your Who's your tiebreaker player today, Adam? The tiebreaker player is an active player who we like very much around here. His name is Manny Machado. Oh, going with Manny And today. I'm going to ask you over or under. Right. 299 no. career home runs. Oh, is you're the giving the answer. 300 or higher or is it below? Isn't oh. it that's how it goes? And you. That's kind of how it goes. Usually you ask me how many career home runs he has. Then I give an answer. Oh, well, and then, then you know Caesar. What? Chooses whether my answer is, you know, the actual answer is so higher or lower. Let me just do the same thing. But the thing way you did it was pretty good. Let's do it first. You want to switch it to Xander Bogarts? Xander Bogarts. Good. All right. Career home runs for Xander Bogarts. He's got 200. So now we ask Caesar over or under for Xander Bogarts. Chris Career has 200. Home runs, yeah. Does he have more or less? 8, 8, 20, 60. He's got under. Under, he says. Is that correct? 175 it is. career home Buck runs. Buck 75. Caesar wins. Chris versus the fans today. Very, very good, Caesar. Stay on the line. Adam will hook you up. Thanks to everybody who called in, everybody who played. We'll try to get another Chris versus the fans in tomorrow. A little tougher in Scraby's accent, absence, but how about a round of applause for today's Master of Ceremonies, Adam Klug.
Oh, now that was you to give yourself. A, yes, you could have given yourself a round of applause had you been prepared, my friend. All right, we'll take a break. We'll check some. There you go. Oh, wow. Wow. That wasn't a round of applause. That was an ovation for Adam Clue. Our studio audience here. Yes, thank that? you, everybody. Uh, we'll come back. Sammy Levitt will join us from Peoria. More on today's 14 to 1 Padres loss to the Dodgers. In the spring training opener, as Gwyn and Chris continues after a check of traffic. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Trying to get the uh, second and third outs in this top of the first inning. As Betts lines one to left field, Merrill over towards the line, dives and makes the catch. Jackson Merrill out in left field, learning a new position, learning how to be an outfielder. As a good test there and a passing grade. Yeah, good start for Jackson Merrill in left field. Not a good start for the Padres, though. They fell to the Dodgers 14-1 to today in the spring training opener. We welcome you back into Gwen and Chris. Chris, hello. And, uh, well, Adam Klug today. Adam doing a nice job there as master ceremonies on our Chris versus the fans. Caesar took today's uh, championship in a tiebreaker. Uh, Matt Scraby has a couple of days off. Does that mean we get the Adam Klug Chronicles at 6 o'clock tonight, sir? No, or? sir. I will be going home. <laughs> no Adam Klug Chronicles tonight. We'll all miss Scraby for a couple of days. He'll be back on Monday. Tony Gwynn Jr. may be able to join us a little later on. But right now, from Peoria, we head on out to the man, the myth, the legend, the great one. We run out of superlatives for him. He is the pre- and post-game show host of Padre Baseball Mr. Sam Levitt. Hi, Sam. How are you, buddy? Chris, Adam, how are you? I made my trek back to the Airbnb after what was uh, not a great game for the San Diego Padres and their Cactus League opener. I don't know, Chris. it it might be over. I mean, that might be it. I mean, why play the rest of the games? So it's uh... either it's either why play the rest of the games or it can only go up from here. So maybe yes, we'll try well, to that... try to look at it yeah, that, that way. After true. they give up eight runs in the first inning, my goodness. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's uh, I I I heard on on my way back uh, in the car. I I listened to you play the uh, the sound from Jackson Merrill. I also want to be clear: the reason you hear the in sync bye 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 so clearly, oh, right. behind what Jackson Merrill is saying, is because in all the commotion of going on the field post game, I, I didn't have my mic set up for Merrill after Mike Schilt talked, and I sent Adam some. Mike Schilt audio as well, so I'm sure we'll hear that at some point. But um, we won't so have why. we won't have music with the Mike Schilt audio. I kind of not like as not as much, right. not as much. Uh, so that was not mic'd up, which is thankfully gotcha. you could still hear Jackson. But uh, yeah, it's uh, but hey, you know what? Look, um, obviously tough score. Uh, Joe Musgrove had a tough Cactus League debut, but it's spring training, and as Mike Schilt pointed out after the game. It's the first time that Joe's been in a quote-unquote major league game in a long time. When you right. think about that's uh, right. the last time he pitched, he pitched in a major league game since the injury. So, um, look, tough outing for him, but you know, no big deal. It's spring training. Look, the positives, no doubt. Jackson Merrill, I'm sure you've talked about it. The two balls in left field played it very well. I, I thought he said all the right things after the game, and seems really excited about the opportunity and to get in there and all of it. Uh, Yuki Matsui looked terrific. Sure. Uh, that was certainly a bright spot. And, uh, you know, you, I think from these spring training games, you try to pick and, you know, pick and choose some bright spots and things to take away. And uh, I thought Matsui and Merrill probably the – and Jake Cronenworth, the home run, hopefully a good sign for him as clearly he's made some adjustments with his stance and uh, with the way he's kind of holding his bat before he gets into his load. Some clear adjustments there. So a uh, few takeaways, but uh, all in all, Good to see baseball in Arizona, real baseball in Peoria. Yeah, I got to be honest with you, Sam. My favorite thing of all is just hearing uh, Sam Levitt on the radio again. And I know we're going to get you on a consistent basis, of course, once the season starts on uh, pre- and post-game. And you are the best at pre- and post-game. And I think I'm qualified to rate pre- and post-game show hosts since I did it myself. So uh, we're excited about that. But also just to hear Jesse and Tony and, you know, yeah. just kind of the, the, the background noises of the game in the air. You know, it's just you forget how wonderful that uh, that senses of uh, baseball and spring and everything starting anew. And uh, so it was fun today to hear it all. Yeah, it was. Even though the result, uh, got- we didn't like what we heard. It was just fun to hear. Got to see Dave Marcus for the first time this spring. Got to see was Tony, he in a cheery so mood as usual? J- Dave Marcus. Dave was in a very he really? was in a very cheery mood. Yes, yeah, he was in a great mood. That's new. That's noteworthy. That's noteworthy. <laughs> might want to might want to alert the media that uh, Dave Marcus was in a cheerful mood today. He was he was in a good mood. And I'll tell you this: what was interesting today, there were and maybe no surprise with the game going on, but there were way way more people at the complex on the backfields in the earlier part of the morning. And then it was a great crowd uh, at Peoria with uh, plenty of Padres fans, a few Dodger fans mixed in, uh, but a lot of brown and gold. And look, you're right. Like, it's, it's always good to get back out there and get some real baseball underway. And, uh, yeah, nice uh, nice afternoon at the ball yard. And nice hearing Jesse, Tony, and uh, back on the radio and Dave uh, pushing all the buttons, too. Yeah. A couple of things about the uh, what you said about how many people were there. Uh, Adam Klug uh, shared with me a shot that was going around on Twitter. I don't know if you saw it, Sam, but it was a panning of the Padre dugout in the first inning. And with all those gold caps or yellow caps, which I don't really care for. But anyway, 
everybody standing in the dugout with their yellow caps. It looked like like a soldier lineup yeah. of like a hundred. 200, and they just kept panning down the dugout, and it was just nothing but players in that dugout. It must have been the most crowded dugout in Major League Baseball history when the uh, top of the first inning was being played. Crazy. It's actually funny. It's funny because as the game was starting, I remember looking down the right field line and seeing just yeah. a ton of players coming in from that right field they corner. Let every, they let everybody to, in the dugout today. Yeah, I, I did think to myself, man, that's – a lot of guys. That's kind of more than I would think are, are going in the dugout for this first spring training game. You know, I didn't ask anybody about it, and I didn't ask Mike Schultz about it. Maybe I will. Um, but I wonder if that was intentional in the sense of, you know, anybody who is around the complex, any player, you're a minor league guy, hey, come in the dugout. There, there has been a big theme during this spring training of, you know, togetherness and playing as a team and, and all the sort of cliche things you hear, but I think it is appropriate to, to mention coming off last year. So I, I'm just speculating here, but maybe that's part of it. Hey, you're at the complex. Hey, you're a minor league guy. You're a rehabbing guy. Right. You're here right now. Get in the dugout. We don't care what jersey you got on. If you have a jersey at all, get in the dugout. So as long as you have right, a yellow cap. It. As long as you had a yellow cap. <laughs> It yeah. was pretty crazy. The, long, yeah. the, the the guy who had the longest first inning today was Fernando Tatis Jr. Now, I don't know if you were aware because you were at the game, but I, he was being he was mic'd up in the top of the first right. inning by ESPN. And usually, you know, they ask him two or three questions while he's in right field and, you know, the inning ends and he comes back in the dugout. But since the Padres were out on the field for about 45 minutes in the top of the first inning, they actually ran out of questions to ask Fernando. Yeah, you know, it's <laughs> it was fun- comical. It, it's funny. It's funny because I did hear he was going to be mic'd up. I did not know it was going to be in the very uh, top of the first inning. Yeah, yeah, they but had him I, on forever. I had gone on, I had gone on to, to watch the, the TV broadcast just to see something that had happened because I had missed it. And I was amazed because it was already like, I don't know, six runs were scored already. And yeah. he was still on doing interview. And I was I like, know. my goodness. And then they hit I was a... like, what What a terrible inning to, to have to do this interview through, you know? Yes, and then they hit a uh, somebody hit a two-run single right at him in right field. He had to stop for a moment and throw the ball back <laughs> into the infield. But I do have one, <laughs> one concerning statistic from today's game. All right? What's this that? is the big concern that's going to keep everybody up tonight. Padres left 10 runners on base, and they were 0 for oh, 5 boy. hitting with runners in scoring no, position. Don't start with that. <laughs> don't hey, start you know what? with that. I don't want to hear hey, it. If if if, uh, if those numbers pop up in Korea, then, yes. then I think you'll have some real worries. But uh, yeah. whatever. All right. That's, that's, if you, but if you're asking me if I'm bothered by anything today, the 14 to 1, no. The 0 for 5 RISP, you, I don't want to go there. Again, you could so. be you could be bothered by the fact that we had Ethan Salas up with runners on first and second base. The count go to three and two. I know, and then he's called out on a pitch clock violation. Pitch clock for violation in, for Ethan for today. not getting in in the box mm. quick enough. Welcome to the big leagues, young man. All right, <laughs> uh, really, we'll take yeah. a quick timeout. <laughs> when we come back, Sammy's going to hang with us from Peoria for the uh, next ninety minutes or so. 
Uh, we're going to spend a little time, though, when we come back uh, with one of my favorite people here in town. Uh, she's the coach of the Aztec women's basketball team, great friend of mine and uh, friend of the program, Stacy Terry Hudson. Her husband, Justin Hudson, will be coaching against the Aztecs Saturday night when the Aztecs go to Fresno State. So we'll check in on a little San Diego State basketball news and uh, hang out with her for a little bit when we come back on Gwen and Chris. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. All right, welcome back to the program. 4.37 is the time. Chris Ello, Sam Levitt today from uh, Peoria. That's where the Padres lost their spring opener today. 14-1 to was the final. Sorry about that if you're just tuning in. Uh, one of my favorite people in San Diego is the head coach of the women's basketball team at San Diego State. That's Stacy Terry Hudson. And she'll join us here in a second after we check some traffic. All right, Coach Stacy Terry Hudson, uh, San Diego State. Uh, they're having another excellent season. 18 wins so far for the Aztecs and uh, still not done. Coach, just coming off a 23-win season a year ago, and everybody talked about, you know, this men's team at San Diego State lost some great players. Well, the women's team lost four starters off last year's team, including a couple of all-conference players, and yet you guys have battled back to be where you are. Congrats, and uh, how proud of you are you of this team so far? Hi, Chris. First off, thanks for having me on. Of and course. I am so proud of this team. As you mentioned, we lost a lot um, last year, a, a lot of our scoring. And um, to come back and be as competitive as we have been with the adversity that we faced this year, uh, I'm really proud of these uh, young ladies, and it's been really fun to coach them and watch them grow. You talk about uh, some of the adversity because, it, I mean, look, I mean, any team loses a point guard, uh, an all-conference point guard, that's tough to replace. But then you go out and recruit two point guards – to replace uh, Asia Avenger, and uh, one of the point guards doesn't get into, doesn't qualify, so you can't use her. And then the other young lady, who's a really terrific player, uh, Aaron Hopped, suffers a torn ACL, and here you are, a couple of weeks before the season opener, with no point guard, young lady named Abby Prohaska, who basically just volunteered to you and said, "I'll come in and do it because we need it." And, I mean, you can't really say enough about the job she's done for you. She's really been the highlight of the season because she's play, been playing out of position all year. She's uh, the heartbeat of our team, one of our toughest kids, um, and she's done a, a really great job of filling into that role. She did literally just said, hey, why not me? And um, she's done 
a masterful job of just learning and understanding the game from a different perspective. She's always been a great player, um, but now I'm asking her to run the team and be the coach on the floor, and she's done a great job doing that. So, you know, we're lucky to have her, um, and she's really helped us, obviously, uh, fill some gaps and get us to those 18 wins and, and climbing. Coach, you've won four out of your last five, and, and looking at the wins against Utah State and Air Force, I mean, you look at the points in the pin, and you've been pretty dominant in that category uh, in the interior in those two wins, and, and really overall as of late, what's worked so well offensively for you? Well, Adriana Quezada, who set out for us last year, has really been the catalyst to those points in the paint. She can score so many different ways. Um, and has done a good job all season kind of leading the charge right there. And then to back her up um, or just to be right beside her is our double-double machine and Kim Villalobos, who's been able to um, really dominate the glass and then score down low too. Um, Those two have really, really kept us in a lot of games um, as far as the points in the paint, something that we've definitely improved on over the past couple years. So those two have kind of led the charge down there. Yeah, not only four out of five, seven to nine for San Diego State's mm-hmm. women as they head down the stretch. Three tough games to go, Coach. I know you're aware of that. But the Mountain West Conference, I mean, a lot of people are familiar with what's happening on the men's side, and it's a log jam. Well, the same thing can be said on the women's side. Uh, UNLV is having another great season, but then the next five teams are separated by a half game in the standings. So I'm imagining you got a, you got Saturday off, and then you're back to work next Wednesday, but... Your kids got to be excited about the chance that they have, you know, with three games remaining here. Absolutely. Like you said, I mean, we could be anywhere from second to seventh. Um, and, you know, it depends on these next couple games, you know, but we're not placing a lot on that. We're just going to try to continue to improve. Um, we need to be playing our best basketball come March in the conference tournament. Um, but we have three really tough ones ahead of us, two of them on the road. And that's some place that we need to improve on is, you know, being more productive on the road. So it's a great challenge that I'm excited for, and I know our girls girls are looking forward to it as well. As uh, Chris alluded to, Coach, obviously three big games still remaining during this uh, Mountain West regular season. Looking at some of the defensive numbers the last couple of games, 32% shooting you were able to hold Utah State to. uh, Air Force, you held them to uh, 35% shooting. So by the numbers, as far as opponent field goal percentage, it's solid. Defensively, what has worked so well lately for your team? We've really, we've really, really focused on it because those numbers weren't um, as good early in the season. You know, the irony of it, we lost almost 85% of our offense last year and we're a much better offensive team this year than we were last year. And adversely, defensively, we've needed to improve. So we've really made that our focus over the last month or so in practice and, and demanded more of them. And to be honest, they've demanded more of themselves. They've really bought into playing defense and it showed um, in the numbers. So we got to continue to get better on that side of the on the ball because you know offense is sometimes fleeting so the defense <laughs> travels and we got to make sure we're consistent there stacy terry hudson our uh, our great friend uh, and uh, coach of the aztec women's basketball team coach uh, caitlin clark I, I mean you're you're in the your day-to-day you got to get your team ready to play every night and you're focused on what's happening here but what Caitlin Clark is doing for Iowa, and she's not the only great player in the country. She's just the one everybody knows the most. What she and others are starting to do, Angel Reese, others, uh, Juju Watkins, USC, starting to do for women's basketball and college women's basketball. You and I talk about this all the time, but 
It's getting more popular, and it's getting so much better. I mean, you've coached for 11 years. I imagine you've seen the uh, the unbelievable, you know, uh, step up in talent and ability of these kids. And I think others are really starting to take notice now. And, you know, we'll give Caitlin Clark some of the credit because she's getting a lot of eyeballs on your sport. Absolutely. You said 11 years, but that was just as a head coach. So this yeah. is my 25th year as, <laughs> you know, coaching Division One college basketball. And you're right. I've seen the game grow so much, and it's been really exciting to watch. But these young women now have someone, these young girls, I should say, have someone to look up to and, and imitate and mimic their game after. So we've started with the skill work much younger than um, it was happening when I was growing up. And, you know, these women have just improved. The athleticism is just something I haven't seen you know when you get to that level when you're talking about Angel Reese and the SEC and some of these other conferences um, where they have these premier athletes it's just a different type of game um, and it's and it's trickled down into our conference and in you know and the Mountain West is a tough tough conference there's no easy outs mm-hmm. and it's just really exciting to watch the viewership go up and the excitement around women's basketball Caitlin's doing a great job with that but it's just everywhere and we've just increased our fan base um, and those people that weren't watching women's basketball are watching women's basketball now and excited about women's basketball. And it's really fun to see because I think it's only going to continue to grow. Coach, when you look at your team throughout the course of this season, going back to, to early November, how do you feel like your team has grown from the start of the season till now as you really enter such a, a critical stretch of the year? You know, it's hard for me because I see him every day. So I'm really, really particular and right. on them staying on them all the time but if I go back and watch if, if I watched our Portland game um, where we turned the ball over willy-nilly to where we were last night and taking care of the ball and doing a better job of executing offensively we've grown leaps and bounds and that's really the goal is mm. to improve over the course of the season um, so I think we've definitely done that you know this has been a challenge obviously Chris alluded to us having some holes to fill position wise but it's been so much fun to watch these young ladies step out of their comfort zone into roles that they maybe didn't come here to play and to excel and to buy in. It's really been fun to watch. This group deserves a lot of credit because they work harder probably than any other group I've had. They spend more time in the gym on their own working. Um, They like each other. They play hard for each other. It's been really fun. And the improvement shows on the court. San Diego State women's team, 18 and uh, 10, Uh, one home game left. If you want to come out and see them, it's uh, in a couple of weeks. On March 5th, they'll have senior night against Wyoming before they head into the conference tournament. But uh, I recommend going out and seeing some women's basketball. As Coach said, the talent level is unlike it has ever been before. Coach, I'm going to put you on the spot. Uh, you've got We've got the Aztec men going into Fresno Saturday night. Your husband, Justin Hudson, coaching against the Aztecs. Of course, he's a former Aztec assistant. And uh, our friend Brian Dutcher on the other side. I mean, I know you you have to quietly root for your own husband here, but how do you <laughs> – do you and Dutch talk uh, heading into a game like this or do you and, and and Justin talk heading into a game like this or do you try to stay out of it? I, You know, Justin and I talk a little bit about it. So we've already – I've already heard some of the game plan on how he's going to try to defend Ladie. Um <laughs> That's going to be the focal point as it is for everybody, but – you know, it's the two worst games of the year. I get more nervous, I think, for those two than I do my own because I just want both of them to be so successful. Um, so I'm I'm going to try to stay neutral as best I can and be there to comfort whoever loses. 
How about that? Very good, Coach. <laughs> well said. Well, Coach, thanks for everything you do for me. And, uh, you know, I love being around your kids. And uh, it's, a, it's a real real joy. Uh, and I have so much fun. And you've made it that way over the last 11 years. So I uh, appreciate that. And uh, look forward to the rest of the season. We're going to have some fun down the stretch. And uh, we'll see you next week, Coach. Thank you. You do a great job for us, Chris. Thank you for what you do for us. Family, always. Absolutely. Have a great day, guys. Thank you so much. Stacy Terry Hudson right there, Aztec women's basketball coach. Yeah, she's got a tough on Saturday. Because, I mean, she and Dutcher, they go to work together every day. <laughs> but her husband coaches the other side. That's crazy. So that's a tough spot to be in, Sam. Good questions, by the way, Sam Levitt. Oh, thank you. Guys, thank you, you know, just kind of throwing them in there. Well done. <laughs> Have you watched? Well, win? you know, go ahead. I I, I was going to say I had a, when I asked uh, when I asked a coach about about how her team has grown over the course of the year, and, and she talked about and I don't, I don't think these were the exact words, but essentially battling battling through adversity. Right. I was I was I was going to follow up and say, you know, that's something we've been talking about with this San Diego Padres team that, that I've talked about so much the last couple of weeks. And, yeah. you know, guys admitting that maybe last year they didn't battle through that adversity particularly well. So uh, maybe you're a thing or two that uh, the team uh, across town, the Padres, can learn from this uh, so. SDSU women's basketball yeah. team. The one, I mean, the thing with the women's basketball team is very similar to the went to the final game last year, which is, you know, everybody will never forget that. But, you know, then they lose five of their nine key players – and Brian Dutcher comes back this year, and he's got another great team. I mean, that's impressive to me. You know, it, yeah. it's not easy to do it once, but the point being it's easier to do it once than it is to do it again. And to come back and do it again, you know, with basically a whole different cast and a whole different look to your team like Brian Dutcher has this year, that's one thing I've been so impressed with. And the same things happen on the women's side because they had a you know really fun year last year, 23 wins, the whole thing. And, you know, then they lose four of their five starters and, you know, one of their key players transfers and right. the other one graduates. And then she finally fills the holes and gets a couple of point guards and then one gets hurt and then another gets hurt and then another's ineligible. You know, that's a lot to go through for a coach. And to come back and have a really good season like they're having, it is nice to see. I, I like to see battling through adversity and uh, you come out the other side. So good yeah, for it her. Is. Yeah, and, and I like your question about Caitlin Clark because that's been such a, a big story nationally lately in setting the, the all-time women's basketball scoring record and in the fashion that she did it, scoring the first eight points of the game and the three she hit. It's It's been wonderful to watch. So, yeah, she's um, made yeah that, look, women's – She's made that three-pointer many times this year. Yeah. Uh, from the yeah, logo no, or very, right very next cool. to the logo. Her shooting range is incredible. And, and, and then during the All-Star weekend, they had uh, – Sabrina Ionescu taking yeah. on, uh, or Eskew, I believe, but uh, taking on Steph Curry in a three-point contest. Steph had to go to the wire to win that. So these ladies, they can shoot. And I, I did a game the other night, Sammy, a high school game. Young lady made 13 threes wow. in a high school game. So, you know, maybe the Aztec men might give her a call because they struggled <laughs> shooting the three the other night at Utah State. 13 I was reffing this so, game. I just kept shaking my head. I was like, "This is incredible." I, I heard. Uh, I heard earlier this week that you don't like to reveal where you'll be refereeing oh. <laughs> every night. <laughs> hey, but look, you know what? I I 
I originally thought it was like, you know what? Maybe he can't say because it's it's just they don't, they don't want it out there. He's got to oh, no. stay neutral. I don't know. But then you said it's because you don't want to get heckled. That's right. So. The hecklers come out, Sammy. They, <laughs> you, they, enough people recognize me when I go to officiate that I get I get my own share of heckling. Is but. that true? Is that I, true? There are a few people. people. Recognize you? There are okay. a few. There are a few. Yes. I, I'm not trying to pat myself on the back or feel cool. But yeah, from time to time, I walk into a gym and people seem to know who I am. But um, I don't want to add to that. You know, because when I'm refereeing basketball, I just want to be a basketball referee. I don't right, want to be a, right. a talk show host. So I'm and out you there. You got to focus. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. It's a tough yeah. job. All right. Uh, speaking of San Diego State, and uh, thanks to Stacy Terry Hudson for joining us. Some good news today for former Aztec Matt Ariza. My goodness, did he ever need some good news? Mm-hmm. And he got it today. We'll tell you what it is when we come back. Top of the hour is just around the corner. Oh, please. Is that on the chat? Somebody wants me to tell them what game I did? What Tuesday night I did Santa Fe Christian and the girl. Oh, he wants to put her thirteen threes in the record book. Got it. Oh, all right. Okay. Well, double check my my math. But, but I did ask the coaches after the game, and that's how many they told. But me. how do you? But how do you know that the the record was thirteen? I don't know what the threes. record was. I don't know. Oh, Somebody okay. put in the chat that I'd like to look in the CIF record book. I believe they told me she made thirteen threes. Uh, she played for Santa ah. Fe Christian. So to the uh, to the um, chat uh, person there. Uh, thanks also. Uh, oh, some some of us want to come support you and not heckle you. Thanks, Brandon. Appreciate it. All right. Don't keep me looking at the chat the rest of the day. That throws me <laughs> off. Um, all right. We got a final but, hour. By the way, we're, we're, I, we're, we got to talk about this when we come back. Where sure. is Scraby? I want to know where Scraby is that he's at. Yeah, I mean, you know. I mean, well, what are we doing? We're scraping. No kidding, man. We work at a station that carries the baseball team, and he disappears (laughs) on the first two days of spring training. (laughs) What's that? What's that all about? And and I want to know who's doing the Scraby show. I mean, so new show, he just walks away? He walks away. I asked Adam if we're going to have the uh, Kluge Chronicles coming up at 6 (laughs) o'clock, and Adam wants no part of it. So can I do? Uh, all right, well, we'll discuss Scraby's whereabouts when we come back. We'll discuss Matt Arise's good news when we come back and uh, more on the uh, Padres' loss today to the Dodgers. Spring training has definitely sprung, and it's uh, fun to uh, finally have some baseball back. Thank you for joining us, Chris Ello and uh, Sammy Levitt today from Peoria, Peoria on San Diego's number one sports talk station, 97.3 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey. 